Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 208. We're going to continue our position-by-position discussion. We're going to talk about third base today. Before we talk about third base, though, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And again, take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save an additional 20% and also uh, help support the podcast at the same time. Also, if you're in a position where you can help support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Go through the steps. It's a very easy process. It's $5, 10 or $20 a month. If you see value in what we're doing, you want us to be able to continue to keep the podcast rolling, consider becoming a patron. Again, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We just did a patron giveaway and had three award winners. We gave away an Anderson bat, Anderson glove, and a dozen square cuts training discs this past week on Everything Fast Pitch. You can go back and listen to the uh, Everything Fast Pitch podcast and catch up on who the winners were and another reason why you might want to become a patron. So patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So we've been working our way around the field trying to develop and and devote a little bit of time to each of the positions. So our next position, Don, is third base. Third base is kind of a hot spot right there, right? That's uh, one of those positions where most of the time the balls that are hit to you, you either get them or you don't. Right. That means that you've got to be prepared and you've got to be on your toes and you've got to be sharp. So, you know, there's a lot of responsibility there with the short game with slappers, bunters and slappers and knowing what you need to be doing and where you need to be is super critical. And um, sometimes in bunt situations with runners on second base, we've got to be staying back for steals. And it just depends on what kind of defense we've got set up. But that's an important spot that needs lots of reps. And we've got to do a good job as coaches to make sure that they're prepared for, you know, all those different scenarios. Right. Well, And you touched on the most important thing, I think, for all of our coaches to be thinking about when we're thinking about third base. In one way, we're not asking them to do the same number of, the same variety of things that other positions are required to do. But the thing that we are requiring them to do and asking them to do is to do all of the things that they need to do very quickly. They need to be able to read the ball well. They need to be able to get good jumps. They need to be able to anticipate and react and get going in the right direction as quickly as they possibly can. You know, whether it's side to side for those balls that maybe they can get to on fall line side or the or, or the five six hole, but more so the balls in front, the bunts, the the swinging bunts, the slaps, those kinds of things Miss versus it. retreating back to your bag to cover the bag and and being involved in in tag plays and steals and coverages and stuff like that. And so seeing to a me, lot of footwork there, right? It's, it's very much of a quickness slash footwork type of position and. One of the challenges that I think I would throw out there is one of the things I notice quite often when I see teams play that some of the kids that are chosen to play third base are not necessarily kids that have the the quickness and the reaction skills up front that we think of when we think of this position. And so if 
we're putting somebody at third base because they've got a solid glove. If we're putting somebody at third base who's maybe like our number two catcher, also plays first base or pitches, we have to make sure that we're carving time out in practice to help those players kind of overcome their natural shortfalls a little bit to, to really work hard on improving some of these skills so that we give them the best opportunity we can to help them be successful, but also to make sure that they can protect themselves. Because oh, no it is a position that when you're watching this game played, you're going to see third baseman from you know the, covering the whole spectrum. There's going to be some situations where they're playing behind the bag and, and really deep in the infield. There's other situations when they're right up almost in the hitter's pocket trying to really put pressure on them. And so we have to make sure that we've worked on the stuff that they need to work on often enough that they feel comfortable with those challenges. Because I don't think there's anything worse for a player than to have a coach tell them, hey, you need to move up, move up, move up. And they're as they're moving up, they know, but if it gets hit at me, I have no idea what I'm going to do. No, it can be pretty dangerous and scary yeah. in some scenarios, especially like you said, if we're not well-versed and prepared at that point. And knowing the competition that we're playing, if we're facing somebody that's a lot more skilled than we are and we're kind of overmatched that day, um, that's a situation for us to beware and be careful. Right. Because that, that is a hot corner right there. and. We want to make sure we don't put our kids in danger for sure. Right. The reps, the familiarity and things like that, I think are what you were stating are, are super important. And, you know, let's not let them be at a disadvantage because that can be a, an exciting position. And anytime you see somebody play third base really well, it's like magic. It's amazing. And when, whether they're making a diving play, like you said, to, towards the line or fielding a ball and popping up and making a great throw. When they're there and they look good because they're prepared, it's really kind of fun to watch and exciting. Or, or on a on a sneaky bunt or a base hit bunt for them to be um, charging and almost moving before it happens, and to see them make a great throw to first is really kind of special and magic. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the reaction, the quickness, but one of the things that I think also has to be talked about is our attitude as coaches and making sure that how we're setting up our defense, what we're expecting the players to do is somehow based in a little bit of reality and a little bit of uh, what's going on in, in the situations and in the, in the games that we're playing, and, and honestly with the players that we have playing those positions. So I'm just going to tell you a quick story. Don, you remember Jackie Aiken. Absolutely. Well, I'm just going to flat out, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Jackie Aiken is the best hitter I've ever seen. And I mean ever seen, including... Lauren Chamberlain and Jocelyn Allo and all these, you know, amazing players that we see on TV all the time. Now, Jackie was the most dangerous hitter I've ever coached. She say, was, when she was swinging, it was going to be hit. Yeah. When she was a freshman, we played a lot of games back then on the slow pitch fields with the 300 foot fences. That year, Jackie led the nation in triples because she wasn't quite strong enough to hit it out at 300 feet but she was certainly strong enough that she was hitting all kinds of balls that were rolling to the fence all the time. Later in her career, when fast pitch Pacific fields became more in vogue, then she was leading the nation in home runs. Well, we were playing a game against a team in our conference, and we were fortunate that we were a little bit better than them, a little bit you know stronger team than them. They were competitive. You know, when we played them, we won almost every game, but there was always like you know five nothing six to one it was a safe you know game that we for sure won you know but not like we were beating them like 15 to nothing it wasn't like a total mismatch 
And we were in a situation where we were playing a game. It was the third game of the series. We'd won the first two games, and it, this was the third game. And it was, I don't know, five to nothing, four to nothing, something like that, like the second or third inning. And Jackie came up in the absolutely most prototypical bunt situation ever. Oh, no. And runners at first and second with nobody out. And the third baseman from this team started doing what she just automatically did. And what their team automatically did was she started creeping in. And she got down to where she was maybe 25 feet from third base. Not the right place to be. And Jackie looked at me and she had this look on her face. And Jackie was super competitive. You know, I think, you know, she, she wanted to do whatever. But she had this look on her face like she was scared. Because this is before defensive masks. Kids weren't wearing body armor. They weren't, weren't wearing the heart guard. This was... She was almost know, saying, Coach, yeah, please let me yeah. bunt. And and she looked at me, yeah. and, and she kind of stepped out of the box, and she came down. Yeah, I know. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, it's kind of scary, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, I might kill this poor girl. I just stopped right there, and I went, went to the third base, and I said, I promise you she's not going to bunt. Okay. And I looked at her coach, Good and I said, you. I promise you she's not going to bunt. And I'm telling you this because... I don't want something really bad to happen Good and where she's standing. Yeah. And Jackie was relieved. And their pitcher was okay, but she was one of those that, you know, it was going to get hit hard somewhere. And if it was on the inside part of the plate, she might have hit a ball that, you know, I mean, could have killed this poor girl. Right. And I could tell at first that the, the player and the coach both, you know, they didn't know how to react. They didn't know what, like, like they thought I was kidding or something. And I said it like five or six times. Says, no, I promise you, she's not going to bunt. There's right. no way in the world she's going to bunt. Jackie, are you going to bunt? No, I'm not going to bunt. We kind of all had like this like, <laughs> like conversation. Going, yeah. And then finally the coach kind of could tell from the way we were acting that it was legit right. and backed her up. She ended up like even with the bag at third. Jackie hit a ball that went by her there so fast the poor girl probably didn't react Couldn't to it. Couldn't move, yeah. But if she had been at 25 feet away, it might have killed her. Now it was like just at that angle, just enough that it was, you know, out of her reach. I don't know. It was going a hundred miles an hour ish. Tori, she hit the ball hard all the time. Yeah. I mean, but so that, that's kind of, you know, just to give our, our listeners some perspective that if we aren't paying attention, if we aren't thinking about this realistically, and I, I know in the travel ball world, you don't necessarily always know the teams you're playing that well. This team knew Jackie Aiken really well. They knew all about what kind of hitter she was. and. I understood that, you know, the book says, hey, runners on first and second with nobody out. Let's bunt her over so we can get a run in. They were willing to. But they needed to be more aware of what's going on. And by the grace of God, nothing bad happened that day, but it could have. So us as coaches for the listeners and people that are uh, with us to know your opponent. And your situation. Where we we weigh out competitively. Right. And to to make a good choice. And to scrap the we always do this or we always do that because the always we do this thing could have been really 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 ugly that day fortunately nothing really bad happened but uh, it was just that kind of an extreme situation and so but any a long story short what we need to do is work harder with our players that are playing third base on their quickness their glove skills and so how do we do that we're going to have to set time aside at practice where they're working on that stuff you know just like we've talked about every other position Here's where the challenge is. We've got to figure out ways to do it to make it really where they have to react more so than they know we're going to hit it to them. So obviously, you know, pulling them on the side, you know, having them fairly close, hitting them quick little ground balls, quick little line drives, quick little shots at them, that's part of it. 
but also doing it like we talked about our uh, two ball drill where you know there is some sort of a timing mechanism where it feels like it's a real pitch instead of a coach just you know lining me up and hitting me a fungo different things like that to, to try to make it feel as comfortable as possible and then for those players that are playing third base we have to spend a lot of time as you said earlier working on the charging and throwing on the run, charging and setting your feet, charging and being able to, you know, catch that little pop-up, you know, communication between you and the catcher on those pop-ups that are straight up right in front of home plate, the communication between you and the pitcher on those choppers that are to your left that are to the pitcher's right that the pitcher so often wants to get in the way, you know, make this amazing backhanded, you know, reaching play that's almost like a, a much easier play for you to make as the third baseman. And then the little bloopers going back over your head, you know, the, the communication between the third baseman and the shortstop. There's just a lot of different places in here where we need to spend enough time working on these different parts of the, the, the game to put the third baseman in the best place for success. And it's not something that we're going to be able to get enough reps in if it's we're just hitting the balls around the infield. As you're saying all that stuff, Tori, I'm seeing somebody with really quick feet, seeing an agility ladder at the end of practice where... You know, we're working on footwork and things like that because every scenario you were describing, I'm seeing somebody react really quick with quick feet. Yeah. And I mean, fun for everybody on the field to to be able to uh, maneuver and, and move like that. But uh, third base, maybe first base too. All positions are important for feet, but I don't know if there's anywhere more needed than there at third. Right. When I think that's, uh, again, another really good idea for things that we're going to be including in helping our, our players that are playing third base feel as confident and as comfortable as possible. So, I mean, what the moral of the story is, is as we're working our way through all these positions, is hopefully coaches are starting to understand that if we want our players to be confident and comfortable playing wherever it is that we're asking them to play, we've got to be setting aside time for them to work on the specific skills that go with that position. And every position is different. A ground ball to the shortstop when she's 100 feet from home plate versus a ground ball to the third baseman when she's 40 feet from home plate are two completely different worlds. That line drive to the shortstop when she's 100 feet away versus the third baseman when she's 40 or 50 feet away. Charging a ball and throwing it on the run when you're a shortstop is a whole different play than the third baseman. And so we just have to make sure that we're setting the time aside, that we're being creative in what we're doing with practice. We've got to be thinking about, and honestly talking to the players that we're coaching to find out what they're comfortable with, what they feel good about, what kind of plays they know they can make, all that kind of stuff, and then just keep building on that so that the confidence level keeps going up and the list of things that they're nervous about or afraid of gets smaller and smaller. Oh, I think that's great advice, Tori, for sure, because you can't just put somebody there and say, you're the third baseman. If you do, <laughs> make sure you've got the uh, heart guard shirt and the mouth guard and the face mask and the shin guards and the elbow pads and the... You, know, you better send them over there looking like the Goldberg, the goalie from uh, Mighty Ducks. I was going to say, let's let's give them a little bit more to work with than that, right? Right. So confidence would be a pretty big piece of the equation. Cool. So, so that's going to wrap up number 208. Make sure you support the Anderson Bat Company and go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. As always, please make sure you reach out to us with ideas, topics, things, questions at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs there. You also have access to the blog posts and the uh, YouTube channel. Got tons and tons of videos and an awful lot of information that you can take advantage of there. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, 
This is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.